Alright, welcome back everybody to the greatest music NFT podcast show. I am your host, Beaks Vibe, and this is your number one source for all things Web3 music and music NFTs. And we are back with a fresh and hot episode. And we have some exciting stuff that's been happening in the Web3 music ecosystem. Uh, one of which in particular is, you know... A star in Web3 music, Daniel Allen, has raised staggering $1 million seed round for his own career, for his own projects, for his own kind of entity. And it's really interesting. And we will break that down a little bit and kind of talk about what are the ramifications and what does this mean with this type of investment into music NFTs, the Web3 music scene. And, you know, what's the takeaway in terms of, you know, is this a record label play? Um, how do record labels compete against this type of investing in terms of just investing directly into the artist's own entity? Uh, so do artists still need labels? Um, so it's really kind of brought some interesting questions that I think we could discuss. So let's get into it, shall we? So $1 million. I mean, good grief. What does someone do with a million dollars? They build a team. They build, you know, available resources, you know, time is money. And a lot of times, you know, I just listened to Daniel Allen on an interview um, and, you know, talking about, you know, making music. And when you're a creative in any field, that is kind of the X factor of time in terms of where you should be investing your own resources as the artist. As any independent artist knows, to be a DIY artist, a do-it-yourself artist, it requires you to do a lot of stuff outside of being creative and outside of just doing the music, whether it's hosting Twitter spaces, whether it's marketing yourself, being out there, whether it's the physical stuff, going out, doing shows, performing, networking, trying to meet people, right? And then it's all the online stuff. Then it's the photo shoots, the music videos, the content creation, then it's the music and it's the managing of it all. And then there's the business side of it, right? So if you're actually bringing money in, how do we kind of allocate what the money is going to? Are we hiring new staff? Are we making sure we're kind of optimizing everyone on the team? And when do we know how to kind of scale out the team? When do we know when to hire more people? When do we feel like our time is being fully kind of optimized so that we can then learn how to delegate and, and offset some stuff? So it's really interesting. And, you know, when we think about directly investing into an artist. And what does this mean? It's a good question. First off, shout out to Daniel Allen. I mean, being able to raise $1 million, that's a huge feat. So congratulations. And it's huge for Web3. And he said some really interesting things that are really good, you know, I think are good pieces of advice in terms of, you know, where we as a whole need music NFTs to go. First things first, music NFTs need to be cool. You know, we need to get out of this Web3 technology is going to bring us some, it's like, oh, it's going to innovate music into something that it's not. And that's simply not the case. Music is the music and the music needs to be absolutely, undeniably great and fantastic. And that's what Web3 music ultimately needs because great music is cool. Great music gets people's attention. Great music people will follow to and try to, you know, listen to more of. So... You know, Web3 can't be this land of the have-nots and couldn't-have-beens, right? Like, Web3 has to have its own stars. 
So that's kind of the first major point and takeaway that I took away that I was like, that's right on the money. Because, you know, Web3 can't be the land of everyone that didn't make it in Web2. Web3 has to be kind of an exclusive coveted play strategically in the portfolio of your catalog of music or your catalog of art where you can maneuver in a more kind of economic and financially aggressive way and like do cooler shit. That's essentially what Web3 needs to be. You know, right now it's a bit of this like obtuse, techie, it's just highly overly speculated from like investment, ROI, like what's the technology? Do I make money on this? And it has to kind of shift from that to it's cool, it's exclusive. The leverage is that it's undeniably good, which will bring people. And the scarcity kind of plays at that point. I mean, even just take like the most obviously common artists. I mean, like the Drake, like take Drake. Drake's not going to be like a Web3 artist or ever going to be considered a quote unquote Web3 artist. But eventually what Drake can do is go independent, get away from a record label and start to like either crowdfund money through Web3 means or he can do these like exclusive drops where sure you can go watch the music video on YouTube, you can go stream the song on Spotify. But if Drake went and was like putting out a, a 20 edition music NFT drop that was like a very exclusive mint, I don't care what you say, that alone would just be like transcend Web3 music and what that would do is it makes Web3 this like highly exclusive, highly scarce collectible play to the Drake catalog. It has nothing to do with the technology. It has nothing to do with, you know, what can this do that's beyond music? Is it like a, you know, MP4? It's like, no, it's none of this. There, there's no, like, it's none of that. It's just a very exclusive collectible that's digital first in terms of real digital ownership. And then there can be just, it's in addition to the top line of your portfolio. And this is how I really see kind of the music NFT play happening in kind of the general scheme of things. It's not like this or that. I mean, I know people and certain artists are taking kind of drawing hard lines where I'm only going to, you know, release music through Web3, you know, distribution channels, or I'm only going to stay in Web2. I mean, I really see this as a Web2 plus Web3 play where you're optimizing both as best as possible. And I think it's like both really help each other. Because the bigger the song, you know, the song needs to be accessible to get big. Music needs to be heard. So you need it to just get to people. So you need that kind of just streamability. But it's when you start to kind of understand from a marketing standpoint, if a song starts to buzz and pop and get hot, that's when you can start adding to it, right? It's like really think of the metaphor as like, once the fire starts, let's start adding more wood to the fire and like grow this. You know, we need a little bit of ignition at first. You can't just be like super ice cold, you know, may, never made a name for yourself, never said anything, and then expect to put a music NFT out. And it, it'd be like, oh, well, I thought this is where the money is. So, you know, if I put a music NFT out, aren't I just supposed to make money? Right? Like, that's not the way this is going to work. The way this is works is it's really think of it as kind of an additive to the marketing recipe where you got to put out a good song. I mean, that's step one. We, we can't skip over step one and, and think about money. So step one is you have to put an undeniably hot song out. The song has to start moving, start getting some traction, some buzz, some heat. Once it starts buzzing, 
that's when you start thinking, okay, this looks like it's going to be a single. Let's start putting some resources behind it. We're either going to start putting some, you know, advertising dollars behind it. We're going to put some music video money behind it, some production value behind it. And we can start thinking of, let's put some Web3 additions to it. So now, now we can start thinking, oh, let's put this to a music NFT because this is a compelling enough product where it's getting people's attention. And that's where you can really use the scarcity to be like, oh, well, you know, this has 10 million streams. Here's, you know, here's 25 edition music NFT drop, right? So that's how you can start to play it and start to think of it. You still have to be able to build yourself up as an artist. That's why, or a music producer, shout out to my music producers, you know, that's why I was putting out episodes like how to build an audience, right? Like, how do you actually still do this? Because just like in Web 2, those same obstacles still exist. You still got to be consistent. You still got to be a content creator. You still got to learn how to network. You still got to learn how to build an audience. You still got to learn how to make hot music. You can't be just like a mediocre artist in Web 3. You got to be a super hot artist to make it on Web 3. Let's not like start misunderstanding this. You know, hot artists only. That's all we're talking about here. The quality bar has to be high. So I thought that was really like great take, you know, from Daniel Allen, just hearing that was like, you know, the, the music NFT has to be cool, right? Like that, that's the catch 22 here is like, it can't be seen as the like esoteric, you know, if you know, you know, and 90, 90% of the world doesn't, it's like, it has to become this thing where the leverage is how cool it is. I mean, mu- that's what music's all about. People listen to stuff because they want to be cool. People wear stuff because they want to be cool. People buy stuff because they want to be cool. This is social science at its finest, right? I mean, this is just like human psychology 101. People do a lot of stuff because they want to be seen in a certain way. And that's the leverage. You have to think like, okay, how do we, you know, this is how people tick. And like, how do I get them to talk? (laughs) You know, right? Like, how do I get them to tick this certain way? And that way is you got to make them want it. Right, you can't just be out there asking for it. Like you got to make them want it, and the way you make them want it is back to that crowd metaphor, right? Like the the best way to to build a crowd is like with a crowd. It's like you know when you see people listening to stuff or looking at something, you're like, well, what are they looking at? You know, I'm interested in that now too. Just out of like sheer curiosity of like human nature, it's like I see other people looking at it, and so I want to look at it. I hear I see other people listening to it, so I want to listen to it. And that's really just how the world works. And so it's all about, you know, getting that momentum. So, you know, that's always still going to be at the very core, you know, for any artist or producers or, you know, Web3 artists in general that are thinking about, you know, just how, how to build a name for yourself. It, I mean, it's all of everything you've ever probably thought it was. This is just an extra kind of couple pages in the playbook to also work out of. And, and if you want to go the Web3 exclusive route, by all means, I mean, that's, that's still a cool strategy is for all intents and purposes in my eyes. But I think to make the most out of everything and to not kind of dismiss any type of distribution channel, because, you know, it really is this kind of game where you have to be across the board with your content, right? So not only just with the music, but, you know, it's, you know, encouraging and advocating for being on TikTok, being on Twitter, being on YouTube, being on Instagram, being on you know, social, getting into the social audio realms, like, you know, starting up your own thing, you know, maybe doing your own podcast, right? Like whatever it is where you're going to be able to kind of build an audience for yourself, that's what you should be trying to do. And then be consistent with it, be good at it, and then leverage when the time is right. And last but not least, and I'm just going to touch on this shortly, and hopefully we can expand on this in a later episode, 
But, you know, what does this mean for record labels? And should record labels be scared when artists can just directly raise seed funds for themselves, right? Because that's what Daniel Allen did. He raised a $1 million seed fund uh, for himself. And I guess step one is become best friends with Koopa Troopa. Because, you know, if this was a seed round led by Coop Funds or whatever his new venture fund is. So shout out to Koopa Troopa paving the way once again, always with the Web3 music scene and putting his money where his mouth is. And, you know, I know that as they, uh, you know, talk about they've been, you know, Danny Allen and Koopa Troopa have been good friends um, and built kind of a trust and relationship with, uh, with each other. And so to be able to lead this investment round and put a lot of money, you know, behind somebody that's, you know, in this Web3 space and trying to push this Web3 space further, you know, you love to see it, number one, right? I mean, like we said, we need the general music NFT and Web3 space as a whole needs to see Web3 music, like really become the even cooler part of music because it's going to become the exclusive scarce collector side of music. Right. So if, you know, just to use as an example, if whatever, if it's perceived that whatever Drake does is cool, and if Drake does something that drops a music NFT, music NFTs then become cool. Right. So it's like you need a very cool artist to do, put out a cool song and then do something cool within Web3. It can't just be like Web3 standalone. Please be cool. It has to be cool because it is cool. And that makes sense if you understand what I'm saying. I promise. But with record labels, I mean, this is a good question. And this makes me, you know, this is interesting. Because what do record labels do, right? Record labels are essentially banks with marketing departments. They loan you money and they, you know, provide you a staff of resources. So whether it's a marketing department, and that really basically gives you everything from graphic designers to street team pushers to promoters to this, that, and the third. And, you know, if you raise seed round, well, you can hire that stuff on your own. And whether it's hiring interns, but you can hire your own social media manager, your own community manager, your own videographer, your own editor, graphic designer type, uh, your own street team. I mean, I'd work with artists where we were trying to get kind of captains in major cities across the country and, you know, have them then try to find kind of three to five people that could work under them and have kind of a multi-team street team where they could like push out, you know, information when we needed to. So it's really trying to find out a way where you can scale the kind of system design of what a record label does. But from an independent artist level, if you get the money, which is really the resources, you're able to staff a team. Well, that's kind of the, the marketing department. I mean, a record label is really going to have to rethink, you know, what it, what it is that they bring to the table if it's that easy to, ju- or not and not that easy, I don't mean it like it's easy, but if that quickly they can become replaceable if an artist can just replace it their own self by raising a seed round like this. So I think it was a long time coming. I think this needs to be had. I think the independent artist needs to be able to relocate where their leverage is. We all know, you know, money talks, money is major leverage. And so if what Web3 is doing is providing a better platform that enables independent artists to reach investors that want to 
invest in them directly in such a way. And this could be a really interesting paradigm shift for where independent music's going from a funding standpoint. So we're going to leave it on that note. Like I said, hopefully we can expand on that later because I love that kind of music industry business chit chat. And once again, shout out to Daniel Allen. Of course, shout out to Koopa Troopa and shout out to the greatest music NFT podcast show. Make sure you are following us at Twitter at TGM NFT pod. Of course, you know, that is short for the greatest music NFT podcast show. We're also putting our clips on TikTok. We're putting out clips on YouTube shorts. We're also putting out full episodes on YouTube. And of course, we're putting out full episodes everywhere you can stream podcasts. So make sure you check us out. Give us a like. Give us a subscribe. It goes a long way. And, you know, that's all we're trying to do, right? Preach the the good word of music NFTs and trying to become your number one source for all things Web3 music and music NFTs. So I'm your friend Beaks Vibe. I will see you here again next week. Same time, same place. See you then. Peace. Peace.